Welcome to the Life Editor. This week we're talking about creating a system to handle your finances, a comic book for imperfect people, and a gratitude practice you can do with your friends and family. Let's go. I'm Sage Grayson, a former book editor turned life coach. I help ambitious career women edit their habits, routines, and mindsets to balance their happiness at work and home. I'm a life editor, and so are you. Today, we're talking about money. For some of you, that might sound exciting. Yay, money, let's earn the big bucks. And for others, you might be dreading this discussion. Hmm, maybe I'll just skip this podcast and come back when Sage starts talking about her dog. Whether you love it or hate it, I've got a way for you to take control of your money. It's called a money day, and it's exactly what it sounds like. A money day is a day every week when you focus on your finances, sort out your income and expenses, and figure out where all your moolah is going. So let's talk about why you need a money day. If you don't take control of your money, your money will control you. Let me say that one more time. If you don't take control of your money, your money will control you. I've seen countless women work incredibly hard to earn their money, but then get lazy and apathetic about what happens to it. They ignore their bank statements and continue to spend wildly, and then wonder why they don't have the cash to cover their bills. You need a money day to feel empowered about the choices you're making. And I said the choices you are making, not your spouse or your parents. You must be brave and get involved with the handling of your family's money instead of dumping the responsibility on your spouse. You're an adult and you're a part of the family, so you must get involved. And I promise, after a while, your money days won't seem so scary. You may even learn to love them. First, choose a day. Look at your calendar and planner and choose a day when you can have your next money day. This should be a consistent, steady day and not be changing every week. Your first money day might take half a day or several hours, but you'll get faster the more you do it. My money day only takes about 30 minutes to go through everything now. Write your money day in your calendar. Every single calendar you use, including a shared family calendar if you have one. Schedule it like any other non-negotiable appointment and block off the time as busy. Don't let anything else bump it out of its place. Next, gather all your supplies. What supplies will you need for your money day so that you're not getting up and rummaging around the house when you should be focused? You'll need your bills, obviously, receipts, unopened mail, any bookmarked websites like the ones for your credit cards, pens, and a notebook. You might also use electronic organizers like Excel, Mint.com, or QuickBooks. 
Your money day might include other people. I highly recommend asking your spouse to join you for the money day so that you can be on the same page. If you have kids, you might invite them to join you for the last five minutes. Kids need to be included in family discussions about money, but phrase things in a way that they can understand. You might explain to them that you have money to go out for pizza as a family or to go to the movies, but not both. And then ask your kids to choose what's most important to them. Discuss their allowances if your family has an allowance system. The idea is to show your kids that money isn't something to be afraid of and that they have the power to make choices about where their money goes. The last supply you'll need is a bin or tray to hold all of your supplies. After your money day, return everything to the tray so that it's ready for next time. You'll also put any bills or receipts that you receive during the week into the tray. Next, make your money day special. This step is especially important for those of you who have anxiety around money. What can you do to make this appointment more enjoyable? Maybe you can play some soothing music in the background, light some candles and spray your favorite perfume, make some tea and a nice snack. Wear something comfortable so you're not distracted by ill-fitting clothing or itchy fabrics. Maybe get a massage right before your money day so that you can be extra relaxed. The idea is to make yourself cozy so that you won't bring added stress and negativity into your money day. Soon, you'll start associating your money day with being good to yourself. Next, get sorted. Start organizing what you have into different piles so that you can find what you need quickly. Your piles might include bills to pay, income, expenses, savings, credit cards, debts, and variable expenses. You might also sort things by family member or activity. In the future, consider dividing your expenses with your bank accounts or credit cards. Maybe all of your business expenses go on one card and all of your kids' expenses go on another. Next, open and pay all bills. Do this every week instead of waiting to do it at the end of the month. Many women needlessly pay late fees because they avoid paying their bills when they come in and then they blow right by the due dates. Don't let it happen to you. If you don't have enough money in your checking account to pay a bill, then just move that bill to the bin for the next week's money day. Next, figure out your income versus your expenses. The money that you have coming in is income, and the money that's going out is your expenses. Your income might include your paycheck from your job, money given to you for your birthday, an unexpected windfall, or maybe found money that you had forgotten about in an old purse. Your expenses might include bills, gas for your car, food, entertainment, and unexpected charges. What's the gap 
between your income and your expenses. Are you in the red or have a negative total? Don't worry if you're not liking what you see. When you know where you're at financially, then you're able to make changes. Next, make a budget or check and update your budget. If you already have a budget, great! You'll use this time to update it and continue to update it for all future money days. If you don't have a budget, you'll need to make one. A budget helps you plan where your money is going so that you don't run out before all of your bills and expenses are taken care of. Your budget should include your income, including fixed and variable incomes, all expenses, including fixed and variable expenses, and anything else that you're saving for. Once you plug everything in, figure out where you can cut some unnecessary expenses. Also, where do you need to grow your income? Do you need a promotion or second job? Do you need to take on more clients or raise your prices? Update your budget during your weekly money day and set some money goals for yourself and your family. For instance, if you're taking a vacation in six months, how much money do you need to save every week to make that possible? Finally, stick to the plan. The last thing you'll do during your money day is plan for the next week. Make sure your next money day is in your calendar. Consider printing out a copy of your budget or keeping it handy on your phone so that you can refer to it throughout the week. Then if you're standing in line at Starbucks, you can check your money allotment and see if you can actually afford that Frappuccino. Keep everyone in the loop who needs to know about your budget. Obviously, that includes your spouse and kids, but also your friends and family. If they know you're saving for a house or paying off your student loans, they'll be less likely to pressure you to spend a ton of money on a girl's night out or whatever. Consider creating a money group with your friends, meeting at someone's house once a week for a potluck meal, and doing your money days together. Look for those accountability partners who can support you as you take control of your money. This week, I'm reading Hyperbole and a Half by Ali Brosh. This is not like the other books I typically recommend. Hyperbole and a Half is a comic book based on Ali's popular blog of the same name. I wish Ali's comics had existed when I was a depressed, suicidal teenager. Her stories are achingly honest, as if she's cut open her chest cavity and let you peer into the depths of her heart and soul. While her stories may be deep, her drawings are somewhat crude. But these lopsided, wall-eyed stick figures have a tremendous amount of charm. And you'll probably recognize many of the drawings from some popular memes that have been circulating for years. Whether she's talking about her simple dog, that time she got lost in the woods, the endless emptiness of depression, eating an entire birthday cake that wasn't hers, or annoying everyone in her family with a talking parrot doll, 
Ali's comics give you permission to be flawed. We are all hopelessly imperfect, and that authentic rawness is beautiful. Remember, life editing is an ongoing process. There is no end because your life is always changing. If you want some confirmation that it's okay to be weird and wonderful, pick up a copy of Hyperbole and a Half by Ali Brosh. The easy edit for this week is to choose the best part of your day and tell someone you love what it was. As you know, step one of the life editing process is create a foundation. This means to focus on gratitude and what's working in your life so you'll have the energy to do what you need to do. There is always something positive in your life, even if it's very small and mundane. Look for those blessings. When the average person starts a gratitude practice, she'll buy a pretty notebook and list all of the things she's thankful for in her personal gratitude journal. Then she'll flip through her old entries whenever she needs a boost of motivation and inspiration. But what if a gratitude journal just doesn't work for you? What if you're not a writer and it feels like a hassle to keep track of your blessings every day? Well, I've got an easy edit that has two big benefits. One, it's a gratitude practice for minimalists. And two, it provides a bonding experience between you and a loved one. At the end of every day, think back on everything that happened to you and everything you did. Then choose the very best part of the day and share it with your partner your kids, your mom, a friend, or whoever. Then ask them to share the best part of their days too. Here are some ideas. Share the best part of your day with your partner when you're in bed right before you go to sleep. This is what Chris and I do every night. During your family dinner, take turns sharing the best part of your day with each other. This is a great conversation starter, and even very young kids can participate. Text your best friend every night and share the best part of your day. You can be gratitude accountability partners. Your easy edit for this week is to share the best part of your day with someone you love, and then listen to what they share as well. This simple exercise will boost your happiness and bring you two closer together. That's it for this episode of The Life Editor. I'm Sage Grayson, and you can always find me at sagegrayson.com. This week, schedule your next money day, embrace your funny, imperfect side, and share the best part of your day with someone you love. Please remember to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Since this is a new podcast, it's important for me to get reviews so that other people can find me and start editing their lives. And if you have a question or topic I should cover on the podcast, please send an email to sage at sagegrayson.com. What will you edit in your life this week? Until next time, Life Editor.